Hey everybody, it's Matt with Hilltop Productions, and we want to welcome you to podcast number five. No movies this time, no themes of movies. As you know, it is the wonderful month of October, which means we are always closer to the best day of the year, which is Halloween. So we all love Halloween, right? Of course we do. We go trick-or-treating, we watch scary movies, but um, do we really know everything about Halloween? I don't know. Probably not, is the guess. So what I want to do today, I want to talk about the actual holiday of Halloween, its origins, what we do with it, how it's evolved, etc. From what we know. Here's a quick disclaimer, though, on it, is that this is a very ancient and old holiday, and the information that I can give you is not going to be perfect. That's because a lot of this is old, pagan, and Gaelic, and that kind of information never was really written down. It was kind of spread word of mouth as time went on. So we know what we know, and all I can tell you is what we've been told. So let's start at the beginning. What you know of Halloween most likely has come from an ancient Celtic pagan um, event, holiday, if you will, called Samhain. Now, if it sounds familiar or something, you maybe have seen it spelled before, and it's S-A-M-H-A-I-N. It's Gaelic. It's not pronounced Samhain. It's pronounced Samhain. It was a Celtic pagan uh, harvest time, really, is what it was. And they're pretty sure it was celebrated on October 31st, maybe the November 1st. And it was in Ireland and places in Scotland. And it really meant the end of your harvest season. And it meant bringing your livestock in. And it was, was really, if you look at the calendar and when the first day of autumn is, this event, this day, falls right in the middle of uh, fall. So it actually is a good timing. It's perfect for it. So it's kind of the end of warmer weather, end of harvest, beginning of darker days, beginning of cold winters coming. So what people did back then, they brought in their um, livestock mostly. They butchered their livestock. They bring in their crops. And a lot of times they would do things to honor dead too as well. Um, They would make meals and leave them for someone. They'd leave a candle for someone, something like that. Bonfires, different things. We don't, again, we don't know a ton about this, but we know it was celebrated a very long time ago. And it's really where our modern day Halloween pretty much begins. Like I said, it was uh, celebrated in Ireland. It was celebrated in Scotland. And once a lot of um, people from Ireland made their way to the United States, it kind of became our holiday. But I'm jumping ahead a little bit. So that was, the, um, and this was also a very important day on the Gaelic and Pagan um, wheel. There's four big events for the year. Um, this is one of them. Um, I believe one of the next one to come would be Yule, which is going to come in, obviously that's for Christmas time. That could, I could be confusing that with Wiccan wheels of the year, but I think it's fairly similar. Uh, you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong. But anyway, that is the origin of it, the beginning of it. Um, And he fast forward a little bit to when Christianity took over. And of course, they want to have their own days. And we don't want your pagan, druidic, you know, we don't want that stuff. So we end up getting an All Saints Day and an All Souls Day. So All Saints Day is pretty much what it sounds like. It's, you know, remembering all the saints that have come and gone. And All Souls Day is remembering those that have died. So both days... With that, coupled with Halloween, you get the, I think it's all Tide. it's called, all three of them together. The name Halloween, okay, what's that about, right? All right, it's technically All Hallows' Eve, okay, because it comes before. So turn from All Hallows' Eve to All Hallows' Evening, All Hallows' Even, and eventually we got Halloween out of it. So there's your quick little history on the name. Um, it's cool to celebrate all three if you want to, you know, definitely celebrate Halloween, and you've got All Saints' Day, and you've got All Souls' Day. 
um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to what everyone should do for those and what people do for them. But anyway, I don't know, 700 AD, 600 maybe, something was when they kind of decided what day the calendar those would be in there um, for Christianity. It all worked out. We all got along. We all have our thing. We all do our thing. The thing about Halloween is it's kind of celebrated in a lot of places in the world in uh, different cultures. I think the one that people most think of when they also think of Halloween is they think of Day of the Dead, Mexico, Southern Texas, places like that. Day of the Dead is a very interesting tradition. Um, it's something I would like to do at some point. If you're ever in southern parts of Texas, I know San Antonio is big on it. If you're in Mexico, Oaxaca may be places, go for it. Um, what they do is basically a two or three day festival honoring the dead. And they go to cem- and they go from processions, from churches playing music. They go to cemeteries. They clean the cemeteries. They decorate the cemeteries. They have feasts. They do everything for loved ones that have passed on. You've seen the faces they draw, the makeup they wear, which is really, really neat. That's part of it. They eat sugar skulls. Like I said, lots and lots of food, lots of decorating. It's a really nice thing they do. And at some point, I would definitely like to make my way down there and, and experience that for sure. I know Japan has a day, and for the life of me, I cannot remember what they do for their celebration. It's a big one, though, too. Um, still, Samhain, I think, in places like uh, uh, Ireland and maybe Scotland, they maybe still do things like that. Germany has places. Europe has places. Lots of places have them. The, the list is long and long. We're not going to go over everything right now, obviously. But we make our way to, like I said, when Irish and uh, Scottish immigrants made their way to America. And once they got here, you had a ton of people then in America celebrating Halloween. Very cool. Now, you may have heard of a term called something like Snap Apple Night. So very old, ancient, not say ancient, but very old customs that were Halloween were people having parties at manors or farms or somewhere in the village where people lived in the 1700s, 1800s. People would come and they'd gather, and they'd have bobbing for apples. They think about all the harvest food, of course, squashes and pumpkins and gourds, and apples were, of course, a huge thing. So lots and lots of tying up, uh, cutting apples, tying them up on string, eating them from there, bobbing for apples, and a big, big thing at these parties and celebrations was fortune-telling, dropping eggs into water to see what shape they'd make, or women would be walking backwards with an apple in their hand, throwing something over their shoulder, and whatever they'd find or whatever letters they'd come th- with, they'd speak through would become their husband or something like that. Or like the divinations where if you saw the egg in the water in the shape of a coffin, it meant, uh, you know, you were going to die, unfortunately. Um, things where they'd find a coin inside something and it would be, well, that would be for wealth, of course, and different things like that. So that was really what they did early on. Um, and people still do. I mean, there's still, of course, parties that have celebrate apple bobbing and all kinds of things like that. So really when Halloween gets big, though, of course, in our country... And the fact is, it's a holiday that's really not that old, quite frankly. It's really only over 100 or so odd years old. It really got big in America after the uh, 1910, maybe 1915, I think, is when they say things really started to pick up on it, right? That was when you first started doing everything. Now, we're going to jump into—I I don't want to skip over. I want to get into detail on um, trick-or-treating and different aspects of it. So let's start with that, right? So trick-or-treating, we all know what that is, of course. Today, children dressing up, sometimes adults, (laughs) and going house-to-house saying trick-or-treat, getting candy for it. Some people give you toothbrushes and whatever, God knows what else. But anyway, candy is usually what you get. Um, So an origin of that would have been back to not necessarily sound uh, celebrations, but um, sooner, a little bit after that, where people would go guising, it was called, and they would dress up as spirits to reward off spirits or to invite them. 
And they would dress up and they would go to houses and they would offer prayers. And in um, as something, a reward for the prayers they'd give, they were given what they are called soul cakes. And they were just pastries maybe, drawn the sign of the cross, like hot cross buns, things like that. Um, so it was alms in a way, I guess. And in a way, if you look at it, it's kind of like Christmas caroling. People going door to door, house to house, singing. They don't have anything in, they don't give them anything in course for this, but it's just a nice gesture. But that's really where our trick-or-treating began. Um, and of course, trick-or-treating now is just an out-of-control, um, massive, huge business. Don't, don't fool yourself. Halloween is a money-making machine. It is only number two behind Christmas. As far as, of course, costumes and decorations and haunted houses and candy, it is a massive cash cow. So that is a real big reason Halloween is a big thing around here. Um, everyone likes to carve a pumpkin, and they want to carve a jack-o'-lantern, they call it, right? So I guess as the story goes, the light, of course, the light inside the pumpkin was came from the Will-o'-the-Wisp, which, if you've heard of that, is kind of a supernatural light um, folktale they talk about people would see in bogs or in forests or something like that. And there's an old story of a scoundrel, for lack of a better word, named Jack, who, as the story goes, would uh, wrestle with the devil quite often, and he would come out on top a lot, and he'd fool the devil. Well, the devil finally fooled him eventually, I think, one day, and I guess killed him, and he wasn't able to get into heaven, so he kind of had a—the devil punished him, I guess, and had him wander through um, purgatory or somewhere, I suppose, with a turnip that he carved out and put a candle and a light inside— and Jack is, to, is said to just wander forever and ever with his uh, with his jack o' lantern. So that's that that's your beginning and story of that interesting story. Um, jack o' lanterns are are also a big business, especially um, artificial ones that people make. You make a lot of money selling them. And uh, pumpkin carving masters are out there. I've definitely seen some really cool pumpkins. So Halloween in our country, 1910, 1915, like I said. Um, there's a couple names you probably heard of things like Gate Night maybe and Devil's Night. Um, gate night, Halloween kind of started off as like pranking, really. And uh, kids would go to farms and they would steal the gates off the farmers' doors. Or they'd put their um, hay, hay bales or things like that on their roof. And just, you know, simple, harmless things. Um, kind of got heavier as kids would egg houses and steal things after a while. And I think for a while, some places wanted to basically shut down Halloween. They, they were tired. They didn't want people doing this stuff anymore. Um, and then he saw the invention, basically, of Halloween parties where kids would go trick-or-treating and they would have them almost trick-or-treat block parties, I want to call them, and church parties. So a whole street would maybe have an, a party. Maybe four or five, six houses would have candy and things like that. And the kids would go back and forth. And the parents got to be with their kids the whole time, make sure everyone's safe. And no one got out of control because everyone was being watched the whole time, obviously. Um, churches do things where they have that parades. I know when I was a kid and at, uh, at our elementary school, we had a little parade in the parking lot out there and that was always a lot of fun. Um, definitely, you know, you see younger kids that go trick or treating sometimes in the daytime. Uh, of course, concerns are, are, are abound about letting your children go out and do that, obviously. And, 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 and that's for good reason. Um, but you know, and of course the, 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 the panic in the eighties, I guess, with the fear of razor blades and, in candy, and that was really no more than an urban legend, quite frankly. And then hospitals offer to X-ray your candy for you, but I think, like I said, that was really nothing more than urban legends. Um, but yeah, Halloween evolved there, and the costumes were, of course, crude at first. Paper costumes, the fireman, the witch, the ghost, and you know, we we evolved in that. Um, I think I mentioned Devil's Night was something, so that took a big. Uh, uh, that got big, and I, I don't know when it started per se, but it's in I think De uh, it's in Michigan, Detroit maybe area, 
And that's like no joke. That's people starting fires, like lighting cars on fire and burning down houses and buildings. That's not like funny prank stuff. And that stuff really got out of control. And I think they're still doing it. I know there was a couple years where it got really, really bad. Um, great movie, The Crow. If you, if, if, you like, if you like The Crow, you remember in that movie, um, that's when the main character and his girlfriend are killed during Devil's Night, of course. So uh, check that out. Relevant story. And then Halloween kept evolving. And the Halloween we really know today. Now, I trick-or-treated when I was a kid in the 80s and early 90s. And that was a blast for me. And that's when things really started to pick up. And that's where the consumer issue part of it got huge. Oh, that was so much fun when I was a kid. And any kid remembers that, of course. Um, and the one thing I think about Halloween is people say, that's the one night that kids are in charge. Maybe Christmas, too. But that's the night for kids. Kids go trick-or-treating. Kids have a blast. That is their night, right? That, I think, is really, really cool to do. Um, definitely, adults have cashed in on this, though. There is... We've seen that move kind of that move kind of happen in the 80s as well, where it became more adults getting involved. Why the kids have all the fun, right? You know, parents have tons and tons of costume contests. People, these bars, these restaurants, they all have uh, costume contests. I've been to tons of great um, costume deals at, at, at different bars. I've been to friends' parties. They've done a really, really nice job with stuff. So that's really cool that everyone now can kind of jump in on the fun. And you kind of evolve into right now. And, you know, you've got the adults having the party. Oh, Greenwich Village. So the Greenwich Village Halloween party is, like, out of control. Thousands and thousands of people are dressing up to go to this thing. It is crazy. I think it's on Halloween night. Uh, I've never been there, but I, I certainly would love to go to that. That sounds really cool. Different cool places to go is a town called Anoka, Minnesota. They claim to be the Halloween capital of well, the world, I suppose. Uh, they have parades. I think they have a couple different Halloween festivals and parades throughout the month. So that's really neat to do. Uh, Go to Sleepy Hollow in New York. Yes, it's real. It's a place where the Headless Horseman story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving. I've been. It's amazing. They do it up really, really well. You can go to Salem in Massachusetts. Um, I have beef with that. Only they have Haunted Happenings, maybe it's called. And they, they I mean, that, that's, that's a huge moneymaker. My issue with that is that you're really just exploiting a terrible tragedy that happened to people, quite frankly, because if you, if you need to understand the whole witch trial story to understand it really was persecution, and you're making just money off it. I understand. I've been to the museums. I've been to all the places. I've contributed to the money, I'm sure, but that to me doesn't really mean Halloween, but that's another story, so we're not going to go there. If you want to do it, go for it. You'll have a blast. Um, haunted houses and haunted mazes and hay rides and oh my goodness, those things are so great. Go on a ghost tour, you know, go do stuff like that. These places that do these haunted places uh, throughout the uh, country are really, really intense stuff. Um, Eastern State Penitentiary in Philly's got one of the best in the country. I think San Diego's got a really good one. I've been to some great ones out in Maryland that are really, really good. So there's tons of cool stuff to do. But anyway, that's your quick brief history. Um, we can get a little deeper into stuff, obviously. What do people do on certain uh, days? What should you do? Um, what is the tie? Is it really about evil spirits? So here's the quick thing, the easy way for me to sum it up for you. I truly personally believe that on Halloween, that is the day between where the veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest. And that was the belief on Samhain. And that was the belief on most cultures, celebrations, most takes on this. That if you have a loved one that died or whatever, you can almost have a time to communicate with them during this. I find that really interesting. And I think that is one of the cool aspects for me. Um, you know, like I said, you have the um, Hallow Tide, where you can have Halloween, you have All Saints, you have All Souls Day. 
uh, All Souls Day is a good time to go to visit a loved one at a cemetery, which is what Day of the Dead basically is. That's a day to honor someone, maybe you know, clean up a cemetery, celebrate someone you used to have. Um, I think that's a really neat thing that you can definitely do. So you've got all three of those days. I mentioned Day of the Dead. There's a couple others. I can't give you all of them. I just don't know all of them off the top of my head. Just Google Halloween or something, and you'll find tons of different um, tons of different places all over the world where it's really gotten big. Um, but that is your basic rundown, I guess, of it. Um, I don't know how much deeper I can really go for you guys. Um, evil spirits and things like that, of course, that's part of it. I mean, that's been a belief for as long as man has been around. Um, with the advent of electricity and things like that, people's beliefs kind of waned on it because there wasn't so much darkness. But definitely, I mean, that, that's definitely a part of what Halloween is. And, of course, the symbols of witches and ghosts and goblins and things like that are really are always really interesting. But it is kind of amazing to see just for me, you know, since I was a kid, how just massive Halloween has become now. And, uh, you know, just, just what it really is. It's, 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 it's absolutely amazing. And again, it's, and it's kind of unfortunate that we don't know everything. Like I said, a lot of this stuff from Gaelic and pagan things are just really, there is, isn't a ton of history on it. There is no documentation. It is really just a lot of hearsay. But if you want to go with it, go with it. Um, the stuff I've read seems pretty interesting. So what should you do on Halloween? Uh, well, I don't know. It depends how old you are. If you're a kid, you've got to go trick-or-treating. And to be quite honest, if you're an adult and you have a kid, take them trick-or-treating, please. Don't pass that up. Even if you don't like the holiday, spend some time with your kids and go trick-or-treating because they are going to have a blast. And dress up with them. It's fun. Why not, right? What do I do? I love the elements of things like Samhain. Um, I'm too old to trick-or-treat, so I like the idea of that. I like that there's just an ancient, ancient um, culture that happened and this happened. And the fact is that it created this giant holiday now, and it's something that just isn't really... I don't think it's celebrated a lot anymore. I really don't know how much of it in Ireland and Scotland that kind of stuff happens anymore. And I think it's really, really cool that we can remember that and we can kind of do that. So I'm kind of a fan of the harvest time and eating foods that are associated with it. Um, on Halloween, I like to maybe take a drive on somewhere, you know, beautiful foliage, go see something, make a, make a festive harvest type of meal. And you know, when you make a meal, Put a bowl, leave a leave a dish out for someone that's no longer here, and kind of leave it out there for them. I, I kind of like things like that, you know. Um, and of course, your movies. I mean, you gotta watch your scary movies. Um, I've gotta watch John Carpenter's Halloween at, on Halloween night with the lights off. I mean, there's nothing better than that. That's that's the best. I know everybody does their thing, and you know what? Whatever you do, I say go for it. Drink your pumpkin beer and your pumpkin coffees from from uh, Starbucks and do all that stuff and have a blast and do whatever you think you should do for it because it isn't a holiday just for kids anymore. It is really for everybody, and I think that's really, really cool that you can do that. So I hope we were able to give you guys an idea of a the history of a great holiday and, you know, a misunderstood still to this day um, holiday. And we have the facts that we have now, and I don't know that we'll ever get any deeper into um, that, but... If we find out more, that would certainly be awesome to, to know about. A trip to Ireland for Samhain would very be very cool, be a very appropriate one year, I'm sure. So yeah, find something neat to do. Check out a haunted house. Um, do what you think is spooky and exciting and creepy. And you know, I love these channels now. Like Travel Channel devotes their entire you know month of October to this scary stuff, and you know it's just gotten so big. And someone like me, I I, I just love stuff like that. So anyway, um, enjoy the holidays coming up soon. I hope you guys like it. Um, as always, I want to, um, if I've made any errors, please let me know. 
I always want ideas for the next one. Um, this was a friend's idea for me to do this one on Halloween, so thank you very much. Um, we'll try to do more neat stuff like this. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys again. <laughs>